the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The U.S. shoots down more unidentified flying objects. By us lighting them up with all of our different radar systems, with the F-22 radar system and the like, they now can see what a war-fighting U.S. posture looks like. Florida approves an immigration program allowing Governor Ron DeSantis to move illegals to sanctuary cities. We have thousands and thousands of people right now just waiting for the right time to cross illegally into our country. Yahoo to reduce its workforce by 20%. Beginning with a thousand job cuts this week alone. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Monday, February 13th. I'm Mike Scott. Over the weekend, the U.S. shot down more unidentified objects that crossed over into American airspace before detection. A new high-flying object shot down, this time over Lake Huron. And this is the fourth object that was taken down in more than a week. NORAD releasing a statement saying President Biden ordered the takedown. This time, the military used an F-16 jet to shoot down the unidentified object that was flying low at 20,000 feet. The military has been on high alert since last week's Chinese spy balloon was destroyed. According to reports, while the military has developed ways to track spy balloons over the past year, these objects that have been shot down over the U.S. were able to evade radar detection, even though they were said to be the size of a small car. Joe Khalil of News Nation explains the latest. The Pentagon says that it was shot down ultimately in a way where uh, people on the ground were not at risk, but that we were able to uh, recover a lot of the debris. Interestingly, they also confirmed that this object, whatever it was, is very likely the same thing that was flying over Montana yesterday. And we got some conflicting reports there because we had heard from NORAD that whatever was on the radar over Montana was actually a false alarm, that it was uh, an anomaly. Now, that was not true, it turns out. That was inaccurate because we now know it was a real object flying over Montana and whatever it was made it all the way to Michigan, flying nearly over the whole country and eventually shot down today. We do have a statement from NORAD here. It says, quote, based on its flight path and data, we can reasonably connect this object to the radar signal picked up over Montana, which flew in proximity to sensitive DOD sites. We did not assess it to be a kinetic military threat to anything on the ground, but assess it was a safety flight hazard and a threat due to its potential surveillance capabilities. So important that last bit there, because the Pentagon acknowledging that this very well could have been spying on Americans and on our military uh, installations throughout the country. Khalil says 
Part of the problem the U.S. is currently having is that the system the U.S. is using to catch these objects were designed to catch missiles. A lot of our sensor and radar technology, according to these lawmakers, was designed a long time ago to catch things like missiles or like foreign aircraft coming into the United States and our airspace. Not exactly these sort of floating balloons or whatever these objects are that are flying much slower. So lawmakers today, Democrats and Republicans, really talking about how maybe it's time to revisit the technology so that we can sort of stay ahead and catch these things quicker. But again, important to note, these weren't designed exactly to be finding the things that we are now finding and shooting down. U.S. officials still haven't confirmed where these objects come from or what country they belong to. And it's unclear if these objects are similar to the Chinese spy balloon that was shot down off the coast of South Carolina earlier this month. Jamil Jaffer, founder of the National Security Institute, says that the reason the U.S. is picking up on so many of these objects now is because the DOD has calibrated their systems to look for smaller objects. The Pentagon and uh, the White House believe these aircraft are a threat to the United States, whether a surveillance threat or, or some other type of threat. Uh, they're clearly taking action aggressively to take these, air, these airframes down. Uh, what's also clear, I think, uh, increasingly so, uh, based on analysts online who are talking about this and have been talking about this for a while, um, what, what it appears is that these are either balloons or drones over U.S. airspace that simply weren't detected previously uh, because our sensors were set to exclude smaller or slower-moving objects. And so we're now detecting a lot more of these. It's not that they're newly in our airspace. It's that we're being more careful to identify them and detect them and now ultimately take action against them. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. However, Jaffer points out that our response is giving the adversary valuable intel as it shows what our detection systems are capable of picking up. This has actually been a significant intelligence gain for the adversary, and here's why. If, in fact, what they're doing uh, is what Tyler Rogoway assesses, which is that they're actually trying to identify how, our, how good our air defenses are by us lighting them up with all of our different radar systems, with the F-22 radar system and the like, they now can see what a war-fighting uh, U.S. posture looks like and are able to collect on that capability at fairly low cost with these drones or whatever they are. So and we may be able to tell something about the intelligence package on this latest thing that was down because apparently we've, took it, we've taken it down with an F-16 with guns. But what's more concerning is that they're really understanding our radar capabilities, what we're able to do, what we're not able to do by getting in close to our systems and forcing us to identify them and ultimately take action against them. Jaffer says what's concerning to him is that if all these objects are from the same country, 
then that country will have to answer for why these objects are in American airspace. But it is worth saying if all these are from the same adversary, whether that be China or Russia, who are the most likely targets, it is obviously concerning, and they, they're going to need to come to account for why they're flying these devices over our airspace. Jaffer goes on to explain how he believes that our allies and adversaries are reacting to how the U.S. is approaching these objects. At a minimum, our allies are with us. The Canadians obviously took action in their own airspace uh, with our assistance to take down an aircraft. Uh, we've heard uh, you know, support from our other allies. Uh, the Chinese are watching this very closely, and if these are Chinese aircraft, I think they're finally realizing that the U.S. is not going to stand for uh, these violations of our airspace. At the same time, they've also learned that we haven't been able to detect these devices for a long time. Now we're getting better at it, but they're able to now collect on how good we are at it and potentially be able to evade them in the future. So, you know, a mixed bag of what I think our allies and our adversaries are learning in this circumstance. Jaffer insists that what's strange is that no one has come forward to take credit for these objects. China has stuck to their story about the balloon that we took down on February 4th, that it was a weather balloon, that it was simply off course, uh, it wasn't intentional, um, and that we're the ones who violated international norms by taking down this aircraft. None of that is accurate. Uh, the U.S. government has definitively said it was a, US, it was a Chinese intelligence craft that was carrying surveillance devices, and, that we were, and they correctly say that we're within the law to take it down. Now, as far as these other three devices, the Chinese government has remained silent. No one is taking credit, not the Russians, not the Chinese, not anybody. Uh, but what's clear is these are not extraterrestrial. Obviously, these are very terrestrial, and they clearly aimed, are aimed, it appears, at intelligence collection. The only question now is, how are they operating? Why did we detect them? And what have they collected on? And ultimately, you know, are they a threat to the United States? China responded that it reserved the right to take further actions and criticized the U.S. for an obvious overreaction and a serious violation of international practice. Some Republicans are raising concerns over why the media has largely ignored the deaths of two Republican local councilmen of New Jersey. According to police reports, Russell Heller, age 51, was in his car in the parking lot in front of the office he worked at and was shot and killed by a former employee. The assailant was identified by police as Gary Curtis, and was found nearby with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Reports suggest that the two men worked together at Heller's utility company. Reporter Dre Clark says that the deaths of two New Jersey councilmen in one week is concerning. Two New Jersey council members murdered just a week apart certainly raises a lot of concerns, but investigators say they do not believe these two killings are connected in any way. Early Wednesday morning, 51-year-old uh, Russell Heller was shot to death in Somerset County, New Jersey. Heller was shot in the parking lot at his job, PSENG, a utility company where he was a supervisor for 11 years. Heller was also a Republican councilman in Milford, New Jersey. Police quickly found the alleged shooter a mile away from the shooting scene. 58-year-old Gary Curtis was found dead inside his Mercedes-Benz SUV from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Police say Curtis was a former employee with PSENG, and that's the only connection so far police have mentioned between these two men. Clark explains that evidence points to Councilwoman Eunice Dwumfor's killer targeting her. 
Now, Hella's murder happened a week after 30-year-old councilwoman Eunice Dwumfor was shot more than a dozen times while sitting inside her vehicle near her home in Middlesex County, New Jersey. Dwumfor was a Republican councilwoman in Sayreville. She had been elected recently in November uh, after beating an incumbent councilman. Neighbors said they heard several loud gunshots and then a crash. Police say after she was shot, her car rolled about 100 feet until it crashed into a couple of parked cars. By the time police arrived, she was already dead. Police are now still looking for the shooter. Several neighbors said they saw a man running away from the scene after the shooting. The FBI has also now joined the search for the killer. Dwumfor was recently married and is a mother of a 12-year-old. Investigators believe that she most definitely was targeted because whomever the shooter is, they knew where she lived and exactly what time she would be coming home. This comes a week after Councilwoman Eunice Dwumfor was shot to death outside her New Jersey home by an unidentified gunman. That gunman is still at large. Police have not yet provided updates about potential suspects or motive in the Dwumfor case. As of yet, police have not found any connection between the two killings. However, Republican critics point out that prominent Democrats have taken to demonizing GOP members as threats to democracy. On Friday, lawmakers in Florida approved a new immigration program that will allow the Sunshine State to relocate illegal immigrants to a designated sanctuary city. The unauthorized alien transport program is being sent to Governor Ron DeSantis' desk for his approval. And finally, they approved an extra $10 million to fund the controversial migrant relocation program. It gives the governor the authority to fly migrants from any part of the U.S. to sanctuary cities or states. However, some Democrats have called the move inhumane. While Republican lawmakers like GOP State Rep. John Snyder say the law is humanitarian because it offers a free, chartered flight for migrants who may want to move elsewhere in the country. Journalist Charlie LaDuff breaks down the numbers to show that even though the Biden administration claims their policies are working, to LaDuff, they really aren't. 30,000 get shipped out. Okay, so 30,000 going to come in. We got the numbers now that almost 100% of this group is no longer at the border. That was 70,000 people. But we let 30,000 people in. That's 40. That means the true numbers, not 97, 100%. It's 57%. Now, are things going down? This is what happened in 22, in January, 20, January 22. 155,000 people. Came, were apprehended over the border, a record. This year, it's 130,000, a difference of 25. Look, great plan, this thing's working, except you forgot the 30. You take the 30, 5,000 more people came in. This is what you call Washington math. Look at this, it's election year. It's not the answer. Former Congresswoman Myra Flores says that the Biden policy that lets anyone claim asylum is hurting those who really do need asylum. 
I haven't seen any difference, to be honest with you. The crisis continues. We're seeing a more controlled crisis, but we still have thousands and thousands of people coming into the country to claim asylum. And when we're allowing everyone coming into our country to claim asylum, it doesn't help those that actually do have a legitimate asylum claim. We have thousands and thousands of people right now in Reynosa, in Matamoros, just waiting for the right time to cross illegally into our country. They're just waiting for the right time. This comes as attorneys general for 21 states have sent a letter to the White House and Secretary of State Antony Blinken asking the administration to declare Mexican drug cartels as terrorist organizations. Stephen Duncan is a retired special agent of the California Department of Justice. They definitely should be labor, uh, labeled terrorist organizations. And I don't know how much of a difference it's going to make. Uh, we're pretty aggressive in, a, in prosecuting them here. But again, Mexico's a sovereign nation. They won't let us go onto their soil to make arrests. Um, now, this declaring them a terrorist organization gives us more teeth in our law to engulf more cartel members. It keeps some of our cart labeled cartel members or documented cartel members from coming out. And again, documenting those cartel members is going to be a different story. And, you know, we just need to secure our borders and, and finish the wall and, and go from there. Duncan points to the growing violence associated with cartels on American streets as a major factor to designate cartels as terror organizations. Well, you know, here in San Diego, where I am, uh, we're right next to the border. We've seen spillover violence. We've seen people kidnapped. We've seen dozens of people kidnapped, many of them killed, and nobody ever seems to publicize that. So we've had these spillover um, these spillover examples of cross-border violence, and it's taken us years to get a grip on it. Duncan explains how a terrorist designation will help the U.S. fight Mexican drug cartels. Puts more teeth into the law. There are certain statutes that we would be able to, uh, we would have an umbrella over these drug traffickers. Um, we could allow traffickers, uh, I mean, we could disallow traffickers from entering in the United States and anybody that supports them, their families, their, um, you know, their, their enforcers, the people, their straw buyers that come into the United States to buy their guns, we could keep them out. State officials have noted that drug overdoses have killed more than 100,000 Americans over the past year. They cite the Drug Enforcement Administration in saying that Mexican drug cartels are importing raw materials from China, using them to produce opioids at a low cost and illegally transporting those illicit drugs into the U.S. Tech giant Yahoo has announced plans to lay off more than 20% of its total workforce, impacting around 1,600 employees. Yahoo is going to lay off more than 20%, 20% of its workforce by the end of 2023, beginning with 1,000 job cuts this week alone. Private equity firm Apollo Group or Apollo Global Management, you might recall, acquired 90% of Yahoo from Verizon in September of 2021. A spokesperson I told CNBC that the company is looking to streamline its operations in the advertising unit, which will see a workforce reduction of nearly 50 percent. Yahoo plans to, uh, to shift efforts to digital ad partner Taboola uh, to satisfy 
add services. Yahoo CEO Jim Lazone says that the layoffs were not about financial hardships, but strategic changes in the company. According to reports, by Thursday, about 1,000 positions will be eliminated, while the rest of the layoffs will come roughly in the second half of this year. Yahoo's CEO went on to say that he could not predict the future if cuts were on the table, and if so, how many? But he did confirm that the number of layoffs would amount to about 50% of Yahoo's ad tech unit's current staff. Plans for restructuring the business include shutting down a part of its ad unit called SSP, or Supply Side Platform, which sells automated ads to digital publishers. Lazone plans to hire more roles for its demand-side platform that helps advertisers buy ads. And finally... It was a great game, but how about those cheese? That's what we're talking about. Once again, for the second time in four seasons, the Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. Coming out of halftime, the Chiefs were down by 10, but they were able to claw their way back, scoring on their first three possessions in the second half to ultimately win over the Philadelphia Eagles 38-35. Butker up, got it! Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes completed 13 of 15 for 93 yards in the second half. Mahomes was ultimately crowned the game's MVP, completing 21 of 27 for the game for 182 yards and three scores, rushing six times for 44 additional yards. Mahomes in trouble, gets away. Mahomes racing with the bad angle at all. Inside the 20, he's taken down. Now he is the first NFL MVP to win the Super Bowl since Kurt Warner did it back in 1999 with the St. Louis Rams. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts became just the second player in NFL history to rush for three or more touchdowns in the Super Bowl, completing 27 of 38 passes for 304 yards and a score, while taking 15 carries for 70 yards and three touchdowns. Kansas City was given an opening for a comeback when Philadelphia settled for a field goal on one of its key second-half possessions and then punted on another. Mahomes discusses what he felt his team did right coming out of the halftime in order to come back and win the game. It didn't come from one person. Everybody said we had to step our game up. Our defense played their ass off in that second half. Um, in our offense, we, we found a way. Man, I just want to thank everybody, man. Everybody on this team, man. We battled. Oh, sorry for my language. Hey, get this man right here. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey weighed in on the shift in strategy that ultimately led to a Casey win. It was just all hard. We knew we didn't play our best. We knew we didn't play for each other as much as we wanted to. Um, that first half was just, you know, it was a big moment. It was a big game. A lot of guys playing a little uncharacteristic, and we were just able to, you know, regroup at halftime and figure it out in that second half, man. We were flying around. Mahomes says that winning the game MVP is more about the team's accomplishments than his own.
just – I told you all before the season, we got we got Coach Andy Reid. We got guys like Travis Kelsey, Chris Woo! Jones, Frank Clark. We're going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. At the end of the day, we're going to be the Kansas City Chiefs, and we're going we're gonna to celebrate this right here, baby. We're going to celebrate this the, the right way. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.